Go Law Enforcement. Go Law Enforcement. Go Law Enforcement. Go Law Enforcement. The podcast that makes your law enforcement dreams happen. Welcome to the Go Law Enforcement podcast brought to you by GoLawEnforcement.com. I'm your host, Joe Lebowski. Passing the police exam is a vital step towards becoming a law enforcement officer. GoLawEnforcement.com can help you pass the police exam and get a score that will get you hired. Check out GoLawEnforcement.com. Patrick Mills is a special agent in charge of the Diplomatic Security Services Chicago Field Office. The United States Diplomatic Security Service is the law enforcement security arm of the U.S. Department of State. Working in over 160 foreign countries, it has a mission to protect the Secretary of State, personnel overseas, and foreign dignitaries coming into the U.S. In this episode of the Go Law Enforcement podcast, Special Agent in Charge Mills discusses the mission of the Diplomatic Security Service, how they work to accomplish that mission, and how to join the Diplomatic Security Service. I am Patrick Mills. I am currently the special agent in charge of the Diplomatic Security Services Chicago Field Office covering 13 states in the Midwest region. I decided to enter federal law enforcement in my early 20s because in a previous life I had been a lawyer in Pennsylvania and had enjoyed it, but I found that I enjoyed the research part more than the litigation part and the investigative part as a lawyer more than having clients. In a sense, I enjoyed being an investigator. So over a few years in my mid-20s, I began researching federal law enforcement agencies. And I uh, applied to several federal agencies. And I had the opportunity to join the United States Border Patrol early on. And that's where I met several special agents with the Diplomatic Security Service. And they kind of won me over over a year's period. And I applied to them in my late 20s, and I've never looked back. No day has been the same, and it's all been exciting since day one. With the Diplomatic Security Service, we're the law enforcement security arm of the Department of State. And we work from 32 U.S. cities in the United States and over 160 foreign countries. Our goal in Diplomatic Security Service is to provide top-notch protection for the Secretary of State and our foreign dignitaries coming into the U.S., and protecting our personnel overseas through our training and experiences. I've had the honor of living and working in 10 different countries and visiting and working in probably another 25 different countries. I've had the honor of working with DSS in um, Tripoli, Libya, Matamoros, Mexico, Vienna, Austria. I've been to Karachi, Pakistan, Baghdad, Iraq. And most recently, Caracas, Venezuela, have been uh, my overseas tours. Some of my duties overseas in, the, in these overseas countries has been protecting the, uh, the embassies and conflicts while working with the host nation to help protect the embassies and working with the United States Marine Corps MSG program to help protect the interior of the embassies and our local nationals that work in the embassy with us to help protect the perimeter. That's been my bread and butter for the most part at the embassy as well. Also protect the integrity of our travel documents, conducting international passport investigations in the embassies and consulates. 
I think all the host nations have taken care of us and have wanted to protect us. So we've always had the goal, we being our host nation employees that work with me in the embassy and consulates, and the host nation law enforcement itself to make sure we're safe in the embassy and make sure our families are safe. Um, I, I think we've been pretty successful and I've been pretty lucky and have enjoyed some really good relationships overseas. One of the biggest events is one I, I you know, wasn't expecting. I think that goes toward why I think the diplomatic security service is so exciting. And last year, I had the chance to be the regional security officer in the embassy in uh, Caracas, Venezuela. We did not expect to be shutting down the embassy anytime soon. And uh, out of the blue, I was told we had a certain amount of time and we had to prepare the facility and we had to prepare our staff and our, our resources to possibly close the embassy. And that, and I think in my mind, that was something that, you know, I think at the time I had been on 17 or 18 years and we always train for these scenarios. And I think that my hat's off to the department and, and the uh, other colleagues I work with, Venezuelan and American in the embassy. It, while it was very dramatic and stressful for all of us, it was something we were prepared for. When you're dealing with a situation of uh, an embassy possibly closing, you have to communicate with the American citizens in the area. It's important you have to communicate with the the, the families, the American families that are dependent on the information. And you're also communicating with the other diplomatic corps who may be in a similar situation with you. And you're also talking to your, your staff that you've employed locally what's going on. So people have been there 30, 40 years working them. And in generalities, your goal is to communicate as much and often you can with them. Then you have to start implementing the plan. You have your facility, you have your materials within the facility, and you have your families, staff, and even pets. How do you safely lock the doors and get everyone home? Overall goal is not just to protect the facility and the materials in it, but the main number you're concerned about is getting all of the staff home, the family home. If we had over, I think, probably 125, 130 family members, my only goal was to get them home safe. It was my main goal. Our main plan to getting the family members home was my assistant regional security officers had some experience actually in Venezuela with similar and recent departures of families for uh, multiple reasons. So what they do is their goal is to find the most efficient way to get these families home. And then generally you have to look at whether it's through civil aviation, private aviation, and it really is case dependent. And in, in the situation we had in Venezuela, we were able to interact with the American airlines that were down there and they were quickly and safely able to get our staff back into the state. Several days into it, we realized we were going to be a small group uh, made up of several of the U.S. diplomats, the Marine Corps that was the Marine Security Guard, and the agents and our security engineering officer. And it was a very interesting, unique situation for all of us as we weren't quite sure how long we were going to be staying there, if they're going to make us uh, go into a smaller group. But it, at the time, it was a very unique situation for all of us. For us, the, the final steps for the embassy were, in a sense, very traditional. 
it was passed down to us that the, the final group was going to depart. So my goal as a regional security officer and my colleagues, the other agents, the security engineering officer in the Marines, uh, was to secure what we had in the embassy, make sure the embassy itself was literally secure, communicate with the American citizens, provide them options, and then literally find our methods of getting back into the States. And it went relatively smoothly in a sense. It was, um, we were able to secure the facility in a short period of time and safely get from point A to point B of the embassy to the airport and back into the United States. The training for diplomatic security service is quite extensive, and I've been honored to have quite a bit of this training over the past 18, 19 years. And we have our initial onboard training, which is the criminal investigator training down at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Georgia. We have our new training facility in Virginia, and that encompasses the initial training for our basic agents. And, and over the year that you're on, we provide things such as high threat training and overseas training for when you do your first overseas tour, uh, we have add-on training for regional security officer. And the goal is to provide you with the basics and the knowledge and the confidence to deal with situations. To me, it's the greatest job in the world, but I realize every situation is different. And since we put our agents and our engineers in far-flung countries, they have to be able to react quickly uh, without often much help from Washington, D.C. Uh, when I was in Venezuela, for example, uh, there was a national power outage, which limits your communication back to, the, to Washington. And I had a very talented and experienced staff that was able to deal with situations as they arose based on their training and their experience. And that's why when it comes to training and ex- previous experience, we want people from diverse backgrounds we don't have a specific group. We just have, we want everyone. We want people that can just be cool, calm, and collect and react on, uh, as the problems come in. Our goal is to, when you begin, is to make you a good investigator, to also help you get good in protection of the Secretary of State and dignitary, but also give you temporary uh, duty opportunities in our embassies and conflicts overseas. And in my first two years, I think I had the opportunity to do three or four TDYs all over the place. And the goal is to give you just a taste uh, of the experiences that you will you'll have. If you're on the Secretary's detail, you, you have the honor of just going to almost every uh, country there is. But I've traveled all over the world. And if you like to travel, it is definitely the agency for you. To join the Diplomatic Security Service, I would recommend going to state.gov, looking at the the website and the, the special agents vacancy or the engineering officer vacancy or any of their technical vacancies. But for the special agent position, I believe right now it's a bachelor's degree. And we, they also weigh that with career experience. I would say the best attributes are someone who can be cool, calm, and collect by themselves and we put our personnel all literally all over the world. We have the most extensive global security presence in the United States government, hands down. Uh, and that's a, a force of 40,000 men and women. And 
what we expect of people is to represent the United States government in difficult situations. The situation in Venezuela was very difficult. I was not expecting it. But our goal is to react appropriately. But when it comes to life experiences or what types of degrees or backgrounds, we want a little bit of everybody because every unique uh, life experience you have brings something different to the table. And I myself, when we had the final small group of people in Venezuela, everyone had a different background and they had different opinions. You know, we may have to react with one voice, but they were able to give different views how to deal with different situations. And that was based on having different backgrounds. I would recommend anyone interested in working for the Max Security Service, doing your research, talking to friends and colleagues that you may know in the industry, but also we have a, a very strong internship program that gives college students the opportunity to work alongside us before they finish college. And it helps let them see what we do on a day-to-day basis. Passing the police exam is a vital step towards becoming a law enforcement officer. GoLawEnforcement.com can help you pass the police exam and get a score that will get you hired. Check out GoLawEnforcement.com. Thanks for listening.